Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is a very special day. There are some awesome things that we are going to celebrate. We have just passed our two-year anniversary. So happy anniversary. Um, we're doing our 100th episode today and he's just randled into the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. The co-creator, co-host of a film by podcast, Mr. Brad Kozo is with us again. Um, the reason I was gone, everybody is cause, um, uh, my wife and I welcomed, uh, a brand new baby son. So I had to take some time off to, uh, help, uh, around the house with raising the baby, which is not going to be done for many, many, many years, but, but I'm back doing this no matter what you're back. Right. I mean, you've, you've, you've done your part. You've, you've raised the child to a certain point where he's he's good to go it's he's been a good couple to months. go yeah he's been a couple months he's, it's all him he's now. fine now right yeah yeah brad brad you have been missed uh we are so happy to have you back and uh you know i'm also joined by david burns who has been taking uh really good care of us uh in your absence brad hello david hello and brad welcome back and congratulations my friend Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We have thought long and hard about which director we wanted to discuss on our very special 100th episode. Uh, the choice was always uh, is always easy for us. We, we knew we were going to talk about Kevin Smith. We, we love Kevin Smith. Uh, all three of us love Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yep. And we are going to discuss his 2008 romantic comedy, Zach and Mary make a porno. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a film by podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson, and I am Brad Cozo. I'm David Burns, and we are talking about Kevin Smith today. Uh, gonna go ahead and uh, give you a heads up this is gonna be a big episode, and rather than make a, a two hour episode, an hour and a half episode, a four hour episode, whatever it's gonna end up being, uh, we're gonna do this in two parts. Uh, but you, the listener, will be happy to know that they are both available right now. 
Uh, just wanted to break it up in case you're, uh, you like to listen on your lunch break. You like to listen on your commute to work. Um, so we're going to start with part one and then uh, we're going to segue into part two. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. Brad, we, we knew originally we wanted to talk about red state, correct? That was the original choice, right? That was the original choice. Unfortunately, red state, you can't stream it. You, it's not on any of the, the pay channels. You can't rent it. Uh, you really can't even buy it. Like if you're, if you're trying to buy it, you're, it's going to cost you uh, a substantial amount, unfortunately. So, you know, and that, and I think it's fair to say that red state is one of his more controversial films. Correct, David? Absolutely, it is. So we chose Zach and Miri make a porno. Uh, if you if you're not familiar with this, though, Dave, would you would you give us a, a synopsis about what this movie is? Yeah, absolutely. So Zach and Miri are lifelong platonic friends. They share everything together, including an apartment and bills. Together, they financially struggle, and with no water, no power, they come up with a business plan. They plan to make a porno. The film is casted, the sets constructed, the script written, and the title approved. But just before the camera begins to roll, everything comes crumbling down. Things look even worse than before. That is until Zach gets another brilliant idea. Follow Zach and Miri as they are on a quest to not only make ends meet, but possibly realize that there might be more to their friendship. And Kevin Smith, Zach and Miri make a porno. Definitely. This has got a lot of adult material in it. A lot. And, it, and uh, we're going to be careful. Uh, I know there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of subject matter that uh, we'll, we'll be careful. Uh, we'll we'll kind of tone down the language so we can we can speak about it. But uh, you know, before we get into that, Brad, let's talk about Kevin Smith for a quick second. Do you want to you want to let everyone know, like, because you and I discovered Kevin Smith together, right? Right. You brought over a copy of Clerks. It I think just come out to rent, and when we watched it. I, we definitely saw something where movie stars didn't matter. Special effects didn't matter. It was just great dialogue. It was just fantastic dialogue, you know, and we were pretty heated up after getting, you know, things like Pulp Fiction and stuff with, with fun dialogue. This was in the same world, but it also felt like he's saying things that, you know, we always thought, but of course, we, we never could actually say. So yeah, it had a big impact, like right away. It was definitely one you could, re, you know, like the next time we're going we're gonna to watch it again. We're going to watch it again because mm -hmm. it was that funny. We had, we had had these kinds of conversations like Dante and Randall, Randall and Clerks. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wait a minute, this is a movie about people like us. Mm -hmm. And it's funny and it's irreverent and it makes sense. And we... We love it, right? Right, right. And now I don't know if you remember this, but I think very soon after we had seen Clerks, Mallrats had come out in the theater and mm -hmm. you tried to get me to see it, but I was not able to make it that night because I was working my, believe it or not, clerk job, the same as yep. you. Yep. And, but after that, after that weekend, it was gone. Mallrats was gone. Sadly, it was. I mean, and, like the clerk job, you know, like what we were talking about, like, you know, we were, we were at Suncoast at that point and right. we literally, you literally were, were Randall at our ST video. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, let's go see this movie. And you're like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see it next weekend. And it sucked because 
you know, this was a universal uh, pictures movie. It was there and gone blink of an eye. Yeah. And we had to wait, we had to wait till video. So, mm-hmm. uh, David, what was your introduction to Kevin Smith? So it's actually a funny story because my connection to Kevin Smith is connected to both of you. So the fact that you two discovered him together, I actually discovered him through you two because when I worked at Suncoast, which we all did, uh, we all shared that love of movies. So obviously we discussed movies that, and directors and stuff like that all the time. So I remember both of you always talking about Kevin Smith talking about uh, clerks. So with your both so interested in that movie, it, it pushed me to go see it myself on video, of course. But um, and I think Mallrats might have come out around that time when I got introduced to Kevin Smith. So mm-hmm. it's because of you two that I fell in love with his work, uh, because, you know, you know, we all wanted to be filmmakers. So seeing Kevin Smith being able to do something that we wanted to do, seeing the dialogue that he created, you know, just the story that you don't you just hear these guys talking like we would talk. You guys already mentioned that, but that's how I fell in love with it was thanks to both of you. Mm-hmm. David, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, much appreciated. I promise. <laughs> Brad, let's let's talk. Let's get back to Zach and Mary. Brad, do you remember the first time you saw this one? Yeah, uh, me and my wife saw this in the theater. Okay. What's yeah. your initial initial thoughts? Um, my initial thought was. I enjoyed it, but I think I actually enjoyed it a little bit more this uh, most recent watch. It, it was fun. We laughed a lot. And what's great about those Kevin Smith experiences, especially when it came to things like uh, Chasing Amy and Dogma, seeing those in the theaters and laughing with an audience. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that mm-hmm. was fun to, to laugh at his kind of writing again, you know, cause you know, it had been a while since we kind of got something like that again. So it felt like he was, he was in comfortable shoes. Yeah. How about you, David? So I, when I first saw this movie, it was in the theater. Um, my problem, I, the only problem I had with it was that it felt too, um, what's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, it just, it felt too formulatic uh, for uh, Kevin Smith, you know, Really? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the movie and I still love the movie. I laugh hysterically and the stuff that happens to it, but it just feels like um, he was running out of steam when he made this movie. And when we're going to discuss it later, uh, one of the books that he written, he even mentions a little bit about that. And you can see that in the movie. You really can. When we talk about the casting, the cast of this group. So we've got some familiar faces making, making the return, you know, Jason Mewes, um, playing uh one of his more uh colorful uh characters well you know he this is the first time we see him uh correct me if i'm wrong but this is the first time we see him in a kevin smith movie where he's not playing jay correct it is i think i i think that's this is the only one that that i know of Mm -hmm. and and lester i think that's his name is hilarious in this right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i uh I, I don't know. You got, you got Lester, you, uh, his wife, uh, Jen Schwalbach, uh, she's in this. Uh, and then we get some, we, we get a lot of new talent. Uh, Jeff Anderson, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, talk about Randall himself. He's in this one, but um, you got Craig Robinson. Mm-hmm. Who's, uh, who's incredible. As new, right? Incredible oh, as Delaney. Incredible <laughs> as a Delaney. Uh, I love uh, that they, that he was able to get a uh, Jerry Bednob. Uh, to play the uh, the bean and gone owner, mm-hmm. 
You know, I, yeah, I that guy's great. That guy, <laughs> I kill you. That guy pretty much playing so... the same part from Forty Year Old Virgin in some yeah. way. Yeah, and we get him because we we got we got Seth Rogen, and mm. we've got a, a relatively unknown Elizabeth Banks. So yep, and I think when Kevin when Kevin Smith wrote this, uh, I think he wrote this with Seth in mind. Yeah. So when he when he was able to cast Seth, it was like a dream come true for him. I got to tell you, so little little bit about that, David. I'm glad you mentioned that. These guys actually met uh, at a hotel. They both were going to the hotel for meetings with Miramax. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a brief exchange in the lobby, and you know, it's Kevin Smith. Hey, you know, I I love I loved you. You know, love your work. I'd love to work with you sometime. Seth Rogen's like, oh, I'd, you know, call me. So here's a, here's a cool thing. It was that day that uh, Harvey Weinstein greenlights uh, Zach and Mary based on the title alone. Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. you know, he had just finished uh, Clerks 2. He's like, what do you, what's next? What do you got? And he goes, I'm thinking about this movie called, I'm going to call it Zach and Mary Make a Porno. And he gives him two, you know, he just says, uh, done, go do it. So the weird thing is, he doesn't immediately call Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and a little bit of time goes by. And now uh, Kevin Smith feels awkward. You know, he's like, you know, how, how do I tell this guy? Like, Hey, we talked for like two minutes, you know, a couple of years ago, love you to be in my movie, but he writes, <laughs> he writes this role for Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. So he ends up emailing him and uh, you know, says, you know, I have a script for you and I, I'd love you to, to read for it and let me know. Uh, Kevin Smith says four minutes later, he got the, you've got mail. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was Seth, Seth responding to him. This is Seth Rogen talking uh, or writing. I should say his response was no bullshit. When I first came to LA agents asked me, what do I want to do? I said, my goal is to be in a Kevin Smith movie. And then Seth Rogen even says like, you know, a lot of them were like kind of unimpressed by that. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a lot easier than what you think, kid. You, <laughs> he's, not, he's not known for making big money movies, but uh, I just I just love the idea that these guys were able to come together the way they did. You know, both, you know, because he was a huge fan of uh, of Knocked Up and that's why he wanted to write this for him. And he thought, man, you know, and that was their conversation. He's like, you're when you're playing video games with Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. I, I laugh hysterically. I had to watch it a couple of times. <laughs> You know, so this is like two, two super fans meeting each other, and I, I love the fact that they were able to make it work out for them. Yeah, and the way that uh, you know Kevin Smith writes that long dialogue piece that's you know almost like a funny joke that seems to go on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen is really good at owning that and yes. almost making it like like his own because he's got a lot of walking and talking where he's got a joke and then another joke like right away mm-hmm. so it, it's it it's a good fit i think that there that it's a good fit for uh kevin smith's writing yeah well he's got the he, he 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 he's a perfect fit for the writing but this is also a point in kevin's career where he's a little more comfortable with ad-libbing mm-hmm. and you we've got to talk about we got to talk about Justin Long's character. So uh, at the beginning of the movie, you know, we, we're, we're introduced to, to Zach and Mary. And, and like Dave said in his uh, synopsis, they are just flat broke. I mean, yep. the, the water has been turned off. The heat has, has been turned off. The power, they've lost the power in their apartment. The they day drive. before Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. The day before. Yeah. Who does this in Pittsburgh? <laughs> Freezing <Pittsburgh>. cold. <laughs> right. Yeah. And on top of that, they drive this just piece of crap car. It's it, the car reminds me of Uncle Buck's car, <laughs> John Candy's car from Uncle Buck. It, it does. Yeah, it's, a little it's, bit. It's, it's 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 junk. But they're going to their ten year high school reunion, and you know Zach's like, I don't I don't care, I don't care about these people. And Mary just wants to make a good impression, and she wants to try to win over the the heartthrob that used to make fun of her, played by Superman himself, Brandon Ralph. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we get this this great exchange with Justin Long. Uh, Brad, I, I gotta, I gotta think this is one of your favorite characters in the movie. I actually think this is the one where Dave, like Dave said, it, 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 it goes a little too far. It seems like he's running out of steam. Mm-hmm. It's really? funny at first, and then I feel like it's that Justin Long just kind of keeps going, like too far. I, I don't know. I, I actually don't care for that scene. I'm shocked because I, I that scene for me is hilarious. I can't repeat any of his dialogue, unfortunately. <laughs> no, <laughs> because I mean, it's too it's too much. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's funny. I just think the joke goes on too long, to where really? you're you're okay. you're uncomfortable in it at that point. Wow, uh, Dave, what about you? What, what, no, uh, I'm, you I'm with Brad. Or? I absolutely agree with Brad on that. At at one point, you know, seeing this a second time, I was kind of like rolling my eyes, like, "Oh my god, come on, just get the joke over with already." So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I completely agree with him. Dave, but I, I mean, don't know how this—I uh, don't know if this is going to work. Uh, having having all three of us together for for the first time on a film by, and you're, you're immediately siding with Brad. So I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> this the might be a bad idea. <laughs> that scene, uh, th- that meeting them, is so necessary because it is this kind of revelation. Like, yeah, if we made a a, a porno, mm-hmm. we could like really fix everything. And he says it perfectly. He's it, this, the truest line of dialogue. He, has. he goes, yeah, those people that don't do it, they have options and dignity. Yep. We don't have either of those. And I'm like, that is dead on. If I didn't have options and I didn't have dignity. Sure. I, you know, it seems like, but it's a thing. Who would do that? Somebody really desperate, but yep. it would work. It would work. And the well, funny part of it too is that Miri was actually trying to impress uh, Bobby, and they come yeah. to find out that uh, yeah. he's actually gay. So it was hysterical. Yeah, she basically, and I, it's it's almost like you feel so sorry for her because let's let's face it, Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks is a beautiful woman. Yes, she is a she's a she's a funny woman, and that you know where she goes up to him and and is all like, hey, you know. Think, you know, he says, Oh, wow, you look great. And she's like, Oh, don't thank me. Just, you know, <laughs> man, this is going to be tough, guys. To, <laughs> we we got to oh, really watch what we. She's got a great laugh. What's that language? She's got a great laugh. Her nervous laughter as she's trying to seduce him and then just yeah. says, You know, her whole plan was to get revenge by mm-hmm. taking him back to her place and, and, and having, you know, having sex with him. And he's like, Wow, that's, you must be terrible. <laughs> If that's revenge, she's like, no, I'm not terrible. I'm great. You know, she, she just, she can't get, you know, like whatever she's, she just keeps digging the hole. And meanwhile, oh yeah. Meanwhile, Seth, um, Zach is having a, a wonderful conversation with, um, uh, what's his name? Brandon, um, Brandon, Brandon St. Randy. Yeah. Who is a, who is a, uh, a, a performer in uh, adult male movies. And then you get the right. Wait, I thought like, he was the producer. No, and he stars in them. 
Yeah. I he thought he was one of the, I thought he was a, or he made them like he, uh, like produced them. I thought as well. No, he, he, he's a, he's a big star. Of okay. Films like shut your mouth before I, well, right. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> this would be so tough. Yeah. No. So, uh, cause remember, uh, Bobby played by Brandon Routh. He's kind of like, he's trying to hide the fact that he's in a, uh, right. Yep. A, uh, a relationship the way he is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that I'm surprised you guys are like, yeah, that, that one went a little too long, but um, you're right, Brad. It's the catalyst for the movie because mm-hmm. Zach has this epiphany, like, wow, anyone, you know, cause uh, Justin, Justin Long's character is all excited to meet uh, Mary because he finds out that she's granny panties, you know, these <laughs> right. little douchebag kids took a video of her changing at the coffee shop and she had some very large underwear on. Yeah. And, but she's got like 2 million hits or something on YouTube and, Zach's like, wait, we'll we'll do this yeah. to get some use, money and use that to our advantage. <laughs> yeah. I love his rationale though at the bar. Uh Brad, you were talking about, you know, people that are desperate and don't have options, but he also kind of makes that point. Like, look, Perry, he has that great story about Paris Hilton, which I absolutely yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. And the girls gone wild guy. You yep, know, yep, that yeah. guy's an idiot. He's got an island and yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> this guy's got a private jet, you know. <laughs> Paris Hilton, you know, she's selling perfume to tweens. Yeah. <laughs> so I but, love he makes a smart argument. He know? does. Like he, does. he should be like, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. But he makes a very compelling argument, I think. Yep. And he makes it more convincing by saying, oh, we're not just going to make one and then just put it out there for any guy. He goes, we have 800 names of our graduating class on this thing. Yep. And he goes, and think about it. If you heard that somebody from your high school graduating class was in an adult film, would you watch it? And a lot of people would say yes to that or would yeah, say yeah. no to it. And the people that would say no would still watch it. Oh, they so would secretly watch he, it. This time watching it, I'm really trying to was like, you know what? I, I was more rooting for him this time of like, yeah, yeah. he's right. What other is of other options? Mm-hmm. Well, and I love their the the friendship because Zach and Mary have been friends since first grade. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have that brother sister mentality. And I love that. I love how they treat each other. You know, like I love how she's like, wait, you want to do this just to sleep with me. And he's like, yeah, I've waited 30 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got in this horrible situation. Yeah. You know, I didn't do yeah. anything with my life for years. Yeah. So yep. we can yeah. come to this moment. <laughs> Uh, just backtracking because I know we're gonna talk, we're gonna go over the, a lot of these scenes. But uh, I love even the, when they're on their way to work, and it is, it is freezing cold. It's winter time in Pittsburgh, and she has the little hand warmer. She's trying mm-hmm. to warm. Her. He's like, "What is that?" She's like, "It's a hand warmer." He's like, just snatches just grabs it, it, shoves it down his pants. <laughs> that is such a like a, a big brother jerk thing to do. Yeah, but it plays for such a great joke because we're like, "What's that smell? What's burning?" And he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Pull over! Pull over! Pull over! Pull over!" <laughs> he's like, "Pull half over." <laughs> uh, I I really I really buy the chemistry that between the two of them. What, what about you, Brad? Yeah, because you can tell there's even more that's not shown that you can see. They have no problem, you know, passing gas in front of each other or talking about this or talking about that or who they slept with the night before. I mean, they're super, super comfortable with each other. And you mm-hmm. you get that you, you you really do get that. And you get this fun friendship that everyone else would be like, who do you guys just date? 
Because yeah. everyone's always asking, why isn't she your girlfriend? Yeah. And I, I, I really, I buy the chemistry because, you know, they, they knew each other before this movie. Mm-hmm. It was actually Seth, Seth Rogen that recommends her, you know, and I think this is one of those situations where like we talked about them, you know, Kevin Smith being a big fan of Seth Rogen and, and vice versa. Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier basically are like, Hey, uh, who do you see playing some of these parts? You know, you've, you just came off of knocked up. You did super bad. Like, you know, who do you like? And, you know, Seth Rogen becomes like, a big part of the casting process because he just, he gives them a name. And if he, if Seth Rogen says your name, then you're more than likely you're getting cast in this movie. You know, right. that's how, that's how we got Elizabeth Banks, you know, mm-hmm. and that she's the perfect choice. I could not see anyone else. Cause you know, he loves to use, um, he loves to use actors, you know, in multiple roles over, you know, in his movies, I was really happy to see him uh, branch out and get, and, and, and get someone like her. Yeah, and you look at that little time that she had in um, the four-year-old Virgin. She mm-hmm. has just a little bit of screen time, and she, 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 you know, she really stands out there. And I feel like Mary could almost be that girl from Forty-Year-Old Virgin that he picks up that <laughs> is all crazy and stuff. Which I believe Seth Rogen actually ends up staying with at the hotel room in Forty-Year-Old Virgin. So this isn't the only movie where they have supposedly <laughs> hooked up. See, there's like the chemistry. Yeah. There there's is. the chemistry. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh let's talk about the audition scene. So <laughs> basically, so Delaney has uh has this money, this bankroll. He's ready to go buy a big screen TV. Zach convinces him, like, hey, you could be the producer on this. <laughs> Which, you know, he's like, well, what's the producer do? He's like, Well, you could you could look at the girls and you could help casting. He's like, again, we can't really say any of his dialogue because it's uh a little we know our sponsor yeah, but yeah really you care for that but you're 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 casting a porno film and yeah. you're gonna look for you know certain things that porn films have yeah so just this this scene when he was like uh the girl was like you want me to take my clothes off uh, uh, uh yeah yeah I, i'm married but don't want anything you don't want to do he's uh, so careful I'm... to not offend them or yeah. to scare them and then they're just like what are you talking about this is a porn audition and they just like take it all right i know but and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it but the sign on the door (laughs) and you guys know what i'm talking about yeah oh yeah yeah uh blank auditions i was like (laughs) because you know that was delaney writing that you know based on his uh i love the uh you know we get we get jay muse in the audition process uh we actually get some some uh some actresses that are no stranger to uh, to the adult world, uh, Katie Morgan is mm-hmm. uh, is introduced in this, and uh, Tracy Lords is in this. But more so than these two, we get Tom Savini in like a very small role. Yep. Did you guys guess that? Scum, such a scumbag He's, in this. He is. <laughs> yeah, he he finds that he, like they, they need a studio right to to mm-hmm. produce this thing to, yeah. to shoot it, and he has like this basic like lot that. He says homeless people have been using as a toilet and <laughs> clean up all the all the all the poop and it's yours. You know, yours. you got yourself a movie studio. <laughs> but then he takes her money and then the, the place gets demolished anyway. So right. I love that. Uh we also get the uh the introduction of uh of Jeff Anderson. Uh not playing Randall. Right, right, not playing Randall. But it's such a great role for him. But it's such a it fantastic was perfect. role. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I, I know he said, I know he talks about like in the, if you've got the Zach and Mary two disc DVD, he, there's a, there's a great, uh, there's a great making of on it. And Jeff Anderson talks about, he's like, this is my dream job because I have limited dialogue, mm-hmm. but I'm in every scene almost. So all I have to do is just hang out and watch these other great actors do their thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but he's he is he's a fun character, you know. Oh, yeah. He's a fun character. But he has one of the grossest scenes of the movie. He does. Yeah. We'll get to that. I got <laughs> I got some information about that. <laughs> we don't want to skip too far ahead. How about the uh, Kevin Smith? He he always finds a way to make Star Wars references. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, yeah, he's a big nerd. Of course. Couldn't couldn't be any, any more of a, a nod than uh, the production of Zach's film. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love their costumes, they were which. Which I'm really glad that where they were going to shoot that got tore down because Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know if I would want to watch. <laughs> I don't want that to every time I would rewatch Star Wars. It would be stuck in my head of... Uh, remember that scene so i'm glad that he wrote that in probably too because he couldn't afford all the you know copyright stuff from star wars but right but after that but yeah the fact that he that's obviously the most obvious i'm like well what's the most obvious one star wars <laughs> yeah i i really like the idea this movie when you when you look at it you know this character zach zach brown as he as he's known He's trying to make money. He's trying to make a movie to, to get a better life. And he does it at work with all his friends, which is basically what Kevin Smith did. You know, mm-hmm. it's this, this movie is, is almost autobiographical in a sense, because, you know, I mean, if, if Mary was, was a uh, Scott Mosier, you know, <laughs> basically this is what, this is what you got, right. It's mm-hmm. uh it's, you know, and I think he's, I know he's talked about, like, he loves making movies about making movies, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, but uh, sadly, the, uh, the Tom Savini owned warehouse gets uh, demolished. <laughs> they lose all their sets, they lose everything. And then he gets the brilliant idea at the, uh, the bean and gone coffee shop where they're at. Let's film it after dark. Let's, yeah. you know, he's, he's basically doing exactly what he did at the quick stop. Right. You know, yeah. I love that about this. And of course, you know, new, uh, new set, new, new film. You got to get a new title. So Star Wars becomes a, well, can't really say that one either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, something, something, you know, no, I can't do that that way either. No. Man. No, no never moving right along. You'll you'll watch the movie <laughs> and you'll know what we're talking about when you see it. But um and I know you guys talked about this being a little like sometimes like with with the Justin Long stuff, like it went a little too far. Mm-hmm. And Brad, you kind of mentioned this with your initial reaction. What, what did you guys think of the as far as like the making of the movie, like this, this like you know, all the scenes there? 
because this is not your typical Kevin Smith thing. We're we're introduced. There's a lot of nudity mm-hmm. at this yeah, point. There is, you know, and a lot of adult content. Look at the title. You know, I mean, I feel like this is his Porky's or his Animal House, you know, type of film. You know, which is films that he really like. You know, he had a tiny bit of nudity in Mallrats, but this is a full on just want to relax, watch the goofiest, raunchiest comedy I can think of type of film. And that's exactly what it is. It never tries to be anything more or mm-hmm. less. I think it's it fits right into that category of just, look, you want to have a ridiculous time like in like a Borat type of way? This is Zach and Mary. And, and I think, yeah, if you're, ma- if you're making a movie with porno in the title, yes, you're going to have to have some nudity. You're going to have they- to have some simulated situations but it is an all fun and i feel like even the scenes of nudity are really countered with a joke inserted every time i think one of the funniest moments in the movie is when they're they're filming and it's uh it's jason muse and katie morgan and they're in the middle of the act and then the drunk steelers fan like stumbles in <laughs> yeah i don't even need a coffee you guys <laughs> open you <laughs> still open <laughs> Was <laughs> like uh, rug chug football or something like that. He said, "Yeah," <laughs> but just he's so zoned, he's so out of it. Like they freeze in position, like they they they're just they're in the middle of it, and they just they they're frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll get you coffee. We'll get you coffee. I love that moment. I, I think it's hilarious, and mm. y- you know the the nudity plays to that. I, it makes it it makes it funnier because of what's going on and what what he's oblivious to. I think. Yeah. What about the big uh, David? What about the big moment? Uh, you know, because they, I, I feel like this is a point where you're starting to see that maybe there is something more to Zach and Mary's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're they're kind of nervous, and because they've got their big scene, you know, after Mary's like, I don't want to do this with a stranger, and he's like, Oh, opposed to all the guys you go home with after a bar, and you know, she's <laughs> different. You know? Well, you, well, you had the initial what he big- says to her. <laughs> Yeah, the initial I, thing I too. yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't say no, it, you can't say it. <laughs> but like but before that, you even got where she was gonna have sex with somebody else in the porno too. And Zach was kind of like taken aback by that, which it plays out a little bit later too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that became part of the story. But I, I really like the scene where they were actually doing it because the, it was very awkward. And both Seth and Elizabeth made it with again, the chemistry was there between the two of them. So that awkwardness of them, you know, stumbling around their scene to make it happen. And then when it does happen, they don't really want to, you know, make sure they don't show any nudity to the camera, even though this is supposed to be a porno. And they end up just, you know, making love with one another, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could, you know, they melt into each other's arms. So, I mean, that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie is just how awkward they were. And it turns into them. Actually, you can see that they care for one another. And, you know, which leads on later on to the movie, you know, that's where it's going. You know, they actually are more than just friends. So, no, I love that scene. I thought it was very special. Brad, is this one of the better scenes in the movie? Yeah, because those scenes of like nudity and weird situations that have been funny that we've seen before, we've been accustomed to. All right. This is how it's supposed to look for the porno. Mm -hmm. Then it Mm -hmm. looks like that. So as the audience member, you're, you're quickly put into this um this isn't how it's supposed to be those two are like doing it for real with like emotion you can you can tell very easily because we've been teased with those 
ridiculous moments of the, the coffee beans being poured yeah. down on, you know, and <laughs> Jason Hughes and the, in the overacting and the, yeah. oh my God type of thing. And then here, you know, from a, you know, for them, like Delaney and stuff, like as an adult, you know, porn uh, producer, this is awful. Yeah. You know, you get, this is awful. This is two people just like making love. We don't want that. So it's, it, it is one of definitely the better scenes because it, it it's very easily known that, yeah, this is, this is going to be a problem for them because they have feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I, I love the scene a lot because it starts off hilarious because of their awkward dialogue. Yep. And it, it has, it really has that, that adult movie feel to it. And I love just in the moment, you know, like he's, you know, they're trying to, to, to act good and they, you know, <laughs> and they, they don't know how to act. And nah. then he's all like, I'm going to F you with my, and she's like, Oh dude, that's too much. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's too much. Yeah. And you, you expect like, so like the first time I saw this movie, I thought, Oh, how ridiculous and raunchy is this about to get? And then you're, you know, that, that great song by live uh, cues up. Mm-hmm. And then they have this really beautiful, intimate moment. Yep. I think one of my favorite, one of the things I really love about it, though, is Elizabeth Banks acting. You know, the the look that she has on her face with the, the her eyes, what she does with her eyes. And and especially after it's over and he, she's like, hey, I, I just need a minute. And then she falls back and kind of cradles herself. And you could just see she's glowing. She's really happy, you know, because she didn't expect that from her lifelong friend. Yeah, and I feel like this is the moment. Like they, they're they're in love. They're falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a dynamite scene. Absolutely. Well, I think they both had that fear of like, well, we could, but if we have sex and it gets in the way, then we have a problem. But then they do it and they find out, oh, actually, we both like it with each other. Now we can actually move on in a relationship because that's mm-hmm. the one thing that's been holding us back. Yeah. But then he gets protective he and maybe a little possessive because, you know, he's written several scenes for himself, you know, with with her, with with Katie Morgan's character. He's not written anything with, you know, for her to do. And she mm-hmm. she's like, hey, how come everyone everyone else is having sex with, with everyone? How come I'm not? And there's that that jealousy kind of sparks, you know, mm-hmm. and they're they're fighting. It, it It's really, you know, it sucks because like. You get it. You get so happy, like, hey, they're they're crossing a line, and now they're going to become something better, something stronger. But then you see the jealousy hit, and then immediately it's gone. You know, they, mm. you know, and they, they, the fight. You know, so you know he basically he's he storms out. He's upset. He's he's off the movie. Doesn't care anymore. She gets home. He's already moved out. He's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, heartbreaking. Like, cause we we're rooting for them the whole time. You know, at first we're just loving their shenanigans and then we're rooting for them to get together. And then they, they do. And then they're, they're busted up. But you know, that's, that's Kevin Smith. I mean, look at all of his male characters and his, you know, whether it be Jersey girl or chasing Amy, you mm-hmm. know, type of stuff. Clerks. The guy is always the one that screws up every time, you know, it's like she, cause she goes home looking for it. You know, she's ready to mm-hmm. uh, say like, okay, we, we need to talk about this, you know, for real type of thing. And no, I'm not mad at you, but he storms off, you know, very similar to 
Dante or um, Ben Affleck's character in Chasing Amy or Ben Affleck's character in Jersey Girl <laughs> or, you know, but, you know, it is usually uh, the men doing the same, you know, the being the crybabies, really, you know, uh, Jason London's character in Mallrats the same way. So he writes really flawed men, but yeah. very human, but very human. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of the end? Like Dave, we know that Delaney's character has had an ongoing lawsuit with the post office. Right. So he shows up, he's Oprah rich as he tells, <laughs> Oprah rich. as he tells Seth and he just wants to get the, the movie finished, mm-hmm. but mainly it's like, we want to get, we want to get Zach and Mary back together. Right. Um, let's talk about the ending real for a little bit. Uh, the big, the triumphant moment where he runs back home and, mm-hmm. you know, professes his love. Uh, how how do you think about that one? So I know it's again, it goes back to the whole, you know, I felt like this was a formulatic film for him. You knew it was going to happen, but I, I like the way that it did happen because he comes back. Jason Muse is there, obviously, yeah. in, in, in um, I believe it was her room. So, yeah, yep. so he thinks that those two are together. And again, it kind of bookends it because there was a scene with the two of them where she's on the toilet and he yeah. opens up the door and, you know, she freaks yeah. out. and He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to the bathroom. Yeah. So, Close the they, door. It was closed. It was it open was closed. closed. <laughs> yeah. So it was the same same scene again. You know, they kind of bookend it where he comes back, you know, to confess his love to her and he's speaking to her through the door. And then Jason Muse comes out and then that's where everything comes out that like, you know, supposedly he had a relationship, well, not relationship, but sex with uh, the, uh, what's her name? Katie Morgan. Uh, Katie Morgan, Katie Morgan. Mm-hmm. And it comes out that he didn't, and she thought that. And then right. he thinks that she's having a relationship with Jason Mew's character, when in fact, he's just there because she needed help to pay the bills. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I liked all that, how it all came to together uh, in a ni- nice, neat little package between the two of them. So, yeah, it worked out. I was going to say, yeah, I think so too. If you are in in the first hour 20 minutes of this movie you better be all in for a mega happy end oh yeah you I, had to. I, with this kind of film yeah i do want them you know the let's do the mega happy ending yeah i <laughs> i want that for this type of film because we're we're in that type of ground you know in that yep. type of field so I, I don't think i would have liked it if it would have been so you know kind of a little bit of somber like how the end of chasing amy was you know oh, i agree so, with that yeah so mm-hmm. I wanted it to look like, oh, it worked out for everybody. Delaney gets a big paycheck. You know, Zach and Mary are back <laughs> together. Everybody's happy at the end of this movie. That's and but they should be because you're you're doing this type of film, right? Yeah, this is and, this is a film that requires a happy ending. I think. Yeah, let, let's not forget when Delaney took, takes him to his house and we meet his wife. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. Yes, from Martin. She she is so good in this movie yes she is because <laughs> the whole the whole time you can tell delaney uh, craig robinson's character lives in fear of his wife mm-hmm. and it's one of those things like are we going to see her are we ever going to find out about her and man she is brutal mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i love it though <laughs> I did too. oh she's so good you know white boy hey white boy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I think one of my favorite lines in this movie, uh, and this is going to go back just a little bit, is when the customer walks in and says, hi, can I have a coffee? Black. 
And Delaney's like, can you see we're talking white? White? Yeah. Yeah. He's well going back to uh Jerry Bednob's uh owner character. Um I think his name's Mr. Suresh. Mm-hmm. When he's like, you know, you have to work on Black Friday. He's like, Oh, Black Friday, huh? You know, and he <laughs> there's this whole thing between the two of them and just you know, uh, Jerry Bednop, who's like, oh, Zach will, Zach will work. And, you know, then he's like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's tell like, you. Yeah. This ain't Amistad, man. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. Though, this is one of those situations because Kevin Smith really, he doesn't do the racial humor. You know, he, he no. tends to stay away from that, which is, yeah. which is good. But in this, it, these guys, uh, Jerry Bednop, Craig Robinson, Seth Rogen, they are they are perfect in that moment. I think I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Dave. Brad, I'm going to ask you the credit. You know, we get the mega happy ending credits roll. Did you leave the theater? Did you turn it off, or did you watch through the credits? Did it, or, or think, did it, or Dave's smiling, so I'm thinking maybe he did watch the credits. I could have swore I checked to see if there was something, and then like regular credits rolled up the middle of the screen because I know yeah. if it goes up the side of the screen, they're going to show something. Yep. But I could have swore it was run up the top of the screen, and I, I I thought that was it. Did I miss something? You you, did. you missed a great mid credit sequence. It's like an <sighs> infomercial. Yep. Uh, so you want to talk mega happy? They oh they create a business called Mac and uh, Zach and Mary make your porno, uh, and it's like no, a thing to help couple. This. It's a thing to help couples, uh, and you have like your own. Uh, you know, coordinators and therapists and they help talk you through and the whole idea. And, and it's so absurd because it is something you'd probably see on late night cable TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause they're like, they're like, Hey, why set a video camera up at the foot of the bed and have that one boring angle when we can you make know, it for you, we'll make it for you and we'll film it. We'll... <laughs> but you also get some more of uh, Justin <clears throat> Long's mm-hmm. uh, his character. So I, I don't know how you'd feel about that part, Brad, but uh, yeah, because he plays yeah. one of the uh, the testimonials. You know, okay. It's like the whole, we're not just, you know, the owners, we're, we're, we're clients too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is hilarious. It uh, is. Dave, tell me, let's let's talk likes. Uh, what, what stands out for you? So obviously we were talking about the one scene, the awkward uh, scene between Zach and Mary when it's their time on the porno. Um, but some of my favorite ones, and of course, talking about Delaney, I think every scene Delaney was in, I absolutely loved. Um, but we coming up with the titles of the film, which I thought was really oh hysterical, how they were just going down a list of seeing what would work and what doesn't work. Um, yep. but, but that on top of the auditions, I think were just some of the things I was just laughing hysterically. So yes, yeah. there's a lot to like about this film. Yeah. Brad, uh, what's what stands out for you? Uh, obviously, some stuff I can't say, but <laughs> it is that 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 kind of dialogue of where Kevin Smith caught us being being dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he 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 says, "I know you've seen these things. I know you know who these people are, and I'm gonna mess with your head too when you know your wife or girlfriend looks at you later and goes, Do you know all that?' And you know, oh no, you know, but." I like how he makes you feel like he's, he's kind of pointing at you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of scenes in that movie that he's pointing at the audience saying, this is guys, this is what guys do. This is what guys look at. And I think, I think those are the funniest moments because it's like, damn it, damn it. He got me, you know, please don't, (laughs) you know, I'm like, please don't make us look so bad, but he, he does. He doesn't paint a great picture of men, 
but sometimes he's right on the money. He is. I won't say that he, it's not that it's a it's a great picture. It's just a if you're watching this with your girlfriend or your, your you know your wife or whatever, and hey, do you did you know about that? Uh, he's gonna, <laughs> this movie's gonna put you on the spot i think you know mm-hmm. um but and it's, it makes you, you know, feel awkward at times too but yeah you know, definitely. It, it's supposed to do that one of the i think one of the most awkward scenes it, it, it's funny don't get me wrong it's funny but at the end when you know zach's professing his love through the bathroom door <laughs> and let you know lester's out there and he's like why, why are if you're not having sex with mary why are you here he's like oh because I, I live here now and why are you naked? Because I like being naked. Yeah. And then and then he explains the uh, the Dutch rudder. Dutch rudder. Oh yes. God. Like, yeah. We could say yeah, I could say it, but I'm not going to describe mm. it. No, thank you. It's so awkward, and I'm like, dude, that's just. <laughs> it's hilarious because like it can't be a real thing, but that's like Brad said, it's Kevin Smith going, hey, you know, you've heard about about some of these things, and yep, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with it. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing um, for me. I think the one thing I like the most is just uh, it's the chemistry between Rogan and Banks. Mm-hmm. And, and if I've got one character, my go-to character that makes me laugh hysterically, it's gotta be Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, aside from that though, let's talk about what, uh, what doesn't work for you. Uh, Dave, what, 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 what did you say? Yeah. So I, I kind of touched base on this a little bit earlier in the podcast when I said it's kind of like a generic formula. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's very predictable on how the movie is going to end. Again, what Brad said, you know, that you wanted that ending because that's the mm-hmm. way the movie was going. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, that leads me into one of the quotes from uh, Kevin Smith of, oh, about okay. this film. He says, but what is a really sweet and charming diary, or excuse me, dirty little flick full of funny crap that rests comfortably on the shoulders of Rogan and Elizabeth Banks, who knocked it out of the park. Zach and Miri make a porno is not me pushing at the edge of the envelope or imparting anything new. It's really just me running out of crap to say in movies. So when, when, when you see that, when, when, I, when I read that and I, I see like this is a very predictable um, uh, formula that Kevin Smith is the one, you could tell this is where he's getting into his stage of um, he needs to do something different. Mm-hmm. And as we're going to discuss in his filmography, that's where it goes after yeah. this mm-hmm. film. You know, so I don't, I don't want to talk about that now because we're going to talk about that when we get to the filmography. But, you yeah. know, when I had that feeling, that's before I read the book. So when I went through the book and saw that quote, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I felt when I was watching this movie. So you're, you're talking, about, my, you're talking oh, about his, uh, his, his, uh, his book from 2012, uh, Tough... S-H-I-T, as it's, as it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. In, the li- life advice from a, a fat, lazy slob who did good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a great book. But again, we'll talk about that, about that later. So yes, yeah. that's where I'm quoting that from. All right. Brad, Brad, what didn't work for you? I, I guess a little bit like how Dave said, the it wasn't very original. It, you know, okay. it, it was more like it was a great idea, but don't expect... But I think I didn't expect something so, so big. I, I guess I did get out what I ex- expected. But I think like Dave said, it did feel like it w- was losing a little bit of steam. But it was also the same of saying that it was very catered to, you know, a Kevin Smith, you know, the same thing that 
an action film would be to Michael Bay. You know, it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. if you see if you see a trailer to Ambulance, you're like, yeah, that would be a project for Michael Bay. And this would be a project for Kevin Smith. So I guess it, it would be the not so new part mm-hmm. of it. You know, it, it it is very formulatic, you know, but but yeah, that would probably be the the major letdown. I think the only thing my takeaway, like there's, if there's one thing I, I, I didn't like as much, maybe this movie's just a little too crude. Mm. Uh, I, again, based on the material, it has to be, it has to be a little raunchy. It has to be, it, it's going to cover adult themes. I wonder though, if we, we push the limit too, too much, because again, this is a lot of nudity, a lot of graphic nudity mm-hmm. that we're seeing in this. And we're not used to that from, from Kevin Smith. I don't know. I, I, I think maybe it could have been toned down just a, just a tad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and this movie is actually one of those, uh, those situations where it immediately got slapped with an NC 17 rating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith has fought the MPA a before. So he's like, I know he goes back to the studio and says, so maybe it's NC seventeen. Let's let's just do that. And they're like, absolutely not. You know, yeah. you're gonna lose. A lot of theaters aren't gonna carry it. They won't touch it. We're not doing that. No. And it really comes down to two scenes in particular. Mm-hmm. So during the uh, during the production, the the scene between Jason uh, Jason Muse and Katie Morgan, mm-hmm. you know, he's told by the MPA uh, the MPAA, hey, there's a whole lot of thrusting. You, you, this it's too much, and he's like, "But it's, I mean, that's what they're doing." He's like, I mean, "See like, the yeah, title." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, "Sorry," uh, and then uh, obviously the um, what's known as the shit shot, mm-hmm. right? Okay. <sighs> <laughs> so we're, I don't think we should discuss what that shot is. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to with that. You know, I think you did it it right there. Yeah. If you know you're watching this movie and you just heard what they just said, (laughs) open up your mind and you're you're probably pretty correct. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a sight gag. It's like two seconds long. You know, it's played for laughs. But um, the funny thing is, like the you know, they're like absolutely that that's too far. You can't do that. But he has already shown this movie. He's tested it with audiences. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's testing through the roof because of, you know, that scene in particular, all these audience scores are are saying absolutely love the scene, keep it in, you know, and this gets like a 73% will recommend mm-hmm. when it's in the testing phase. So he's using that as his, as his shield against the MPAA to say, Hey, audiences like it. They're, they're having fun with it yeah. and you guys need to need to back off. And they're like, no. So he goes to to the review and he's like, look, you know, I'll appeal it then. So I thought this was awesome. There's only a handful of movies that have that have appealed their rating to the MPAA. And most of them all but, you know, they, they, they don't they don't get overturned. Kevin Smith has overturned his his uh, rating. This this is the third time he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is like the sure thing when it comes to this. They they slap an NC seventeen on on uh, clerks for uh, graphic sexual language. He wins that fight, and they make it rated R. Uh, surprisingly, it's with uh, Jersey Girl. I don't I don't remember what was in Jersey Girl to give it an R rating. Yeah, 
<laughs> but he fought that one, appealed it, and then they said, okay, it's PG-13. And then he uses an argument. Uh, there's a an Angelina Jolie, Ethan Hawke movie called Taking Lives. He mm-hmm. compares the the sex scene in that to what he's doing in this movie. And then he, you know, he uh, calls to question uh, one of the Jackass movies with the other scene in question. Right. And they're like, oh, good argument. And he wins. He, you know, they come out and they're like, okay, we've reviewed it. And you're right. This is rated R. So that's what happens when you deal with a director who watches other movies. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, yep. he watches other movies. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get away with anything with him. That's what, that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. Okay. Well, that will just about do it for the first part of this 100th episode discussing one of our favorite directors, Kevin Smith and his film, Zach and Mary make a porno. Part two, we are going to talk a little bit more about Kevin Smith, about his various projects, and we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive on his filmography than what we typically do. So stay tuned. Ooh, babe, got what it takes, so major my wife. Since then, I never look back. It's almost like living a dream. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.